Perfect. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us here today. I have a special guest named Cherie Trask, who is a seasoned ghostwriter, Nash, then a nonfiction book writing coach and author of The Surviving Silence, A Healing Path to Living Out Loud After Trauma. She supports coaches, healers, and transformational leaders ready to write their transformational books. Now, they are able to make a bigger impact as a result, build authority, and also be recognized as a leader in their field. Cherie has ghostwritten books for some of the most influential names in the personal development and holistic health space, having her work published with Hay House, and that is in 2018. Now, she's continued on her mission to help transform the lives and hearts of many individuals of humanity through courageous storytelling so that they together can raise the collective consciousness of the world and truly be free to live unap unapologetically out loud. I have to say that is probably the coolest intro bio so far because that is literally the mission that so many individuals like myself are aligned with. So I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am so grateful. Now, one of the things that I always love to kind of go and ask into is what made you decide to be a ghostwriter? Like that's, that's a journey in itself. There's so many different opportunities where people get stuck on like their stories, but you're helping people share their stories instead of just focusing solely on yours as well as sharing yours. So I would love to hear that journey. Yeah, totally. So we can go into all the juicy details of that stuff as we go. But um, I had experienced a traumatic event in my own life. And it was the moment that that happened that I made a commitment to myself and to the world that I would use that experience for good. And for me, I knew that that had something to do with voice. I just had no idea what that actually meant. And it took three and a half years of silence for me to finally figure it out. And when I spoke for the first time, everything in my body settled and was like, yep, this is the path. Ghostwriting specifically happened about a decade after that. And it was all happenstance. I was at the gym. Somebody saw a ridiculous picture of me at the gym because I was doing consulting there for uh, nutrition. And he said, Hey, we should, we should talk. I have a startup. So we got into a conversation. We became friends. He's like, Hey, I would love for you to ghostwrite a book for me on autoimmune disease, which was my background. And at the time I was writing for a health and fitness magazine. And, and I was like, Oh yeah, totally. I could totally write a book. I never written a book in my life. <laughs> so uh, a typical entrepreneur, right? I was like, yeah, I can totally do that. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'll figure it out. And that kind of led me down this path 11 years later, where now I ghostwrite books and coach people to write their own books. And I absolutely love this work. And I know it's exactly where I'm supposed to be. That is amazing. The fact that you can take mess to message, transform lives in the process and totally take that entre entrepreneurial leap as you do. Cause so many of us, you know, you're an entrepreneur when like that is literally like yeah. the following part of it. <laughs> yeah. Never done it, but I, I will figure it out. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Totally. And all of that too. I love the authenticity. So autoimmune to ghostwriting and Hay House, and then helping people share their trauma and the collective consciousness growth. That is a whole bunch of niches all in one because it all does relate, but it's so yeah, cool yeah. that you bring it all together. Now, as you go into that, I would love to hear a little bit more of your healing journey in that because there's been some transformation, I can assume, from when you were in the gym, helping them get all their voices out there to then jumping into this entrepreneurial path. What's kind of jumped along the way that you would find others might relate to? Because I feel so many of our audience listeners are those individuals that are just ready to take the leap, but might just need that extra nudge. And I feel like this can help them. 
Yeah. So I think the biggest thing, honestly, <laughs> this, this took me way too long to learn. I feel like but it's really being able to not just tap into your gut, into your body, into those, what I call, I hope I can swear. I call them the fuck yeses. <laughs> so, so it's a full body fuck yes. Right. So like, if you don't feel that in your body, it's probably a no or a not right now, but if you are feeling like, Oh, everything in me wants to say yes, but I'm just so scared. Great. Be scared and jump in do yes. the thing because that's where courage is born, right? Like confidence and courage are born in action. And if we continue to sit on the sidelines of our life, we will continue to be scared of the thing that we want to do, which oftentimes is the thing that we're meant to do the purpose for us being here in the first place. Exactly. I love that you call it a fuck. Yes. I have this thing that I've been doing in like my different groups and stuff where we call fuck it Fridays, where we literally just release what doesn't serve us on a Friday. And we just say, fuck it. Like if it's not a fuck, yes, it's a fuck. No, like you just got to understand. So yes, this has an explicit warning for those listening. If you were a mom with the kids in the back, hallelujah to you rocking your best life. I am sorry and not sorry at the same time. But the thing is, is there's so many opportunities that people miss out because they're not taking that courageous leap as you so kindly shared. And often I find it's those gut instincts that really lead to the best experiences moving forward, where it's just true alignment. Like it just nudges you all the way. So in that, I know 2018 is when your book got published in with Hay House and doing all that amazing work with ghostwriting. What have you been up to lately? Yeah, so uh, the book with Hay House was a ghostwritten book. So it actually, my name's not on it anywhere. Um, but, you know, I decided after all of this time of writing books for others and with others that it was time to actually like finish my book. <laughs> I had started and stopped and, and I know now why that was, but um, I committed this year to finishing my book and it will be published October 15th, 2022. And I'm very excited to, you know, close that chapter in a lot of ways and be able to say like, my story is mine. Yes. And it's, it's true because it happened and it's valid and all of these things, but for so long, I think I held the story as like a label of, you know, a survivor because it felt helpful mm -hmm. to others is how I was, how I was kind of utilizing it. And I still think that that's true. And in that same token, I think that there is a point that some of us reach where we're like, it doesn't feel helpful or supportive anymore to continue sharing it. So now it's like, I'm happy to share it on these podcasts and all of those things. Yes. And when people ask about it, now I have a place to say, like, you can hear all the juicy details in this book. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Isn't that the truth though? And so how long has it been a birthing and process for this book? Because I know for some of us, it is a birthing process. Yeah, for sure. So I actually, I started years ago and, um, I actually restarted from the very beginning when I decided that this was going to be a thing. And it took me three months, um, to write the book and get it edited and all of the things. And, um, yeah, I think when, when you're, it's like anything, right? Like when you're committed to the thing that you say that you're going to do and you're, your reason for doing so, your why is so much bigger than you, 
it doesn't feel as weighted. It doesn't feel as heavy. It just feels like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I find that it comes a lot easier not to say it's easy because it's not, it's a lot of work, but it, everything kind of aligns in your favor when you're on the path of true alignment. And that's how it felt for this. I love that. And I have to agree. I find your story will change. And the fact that you're, you're done saying part of that story on repetition as yeah. you've healed and move forward, it's allowing another kind of chapter in your life to kind of move forward, but still hold space for the parts that make you, you that's the actual big thing that I feel like we could take away. All of us listeners here is just identifying that you can change the story. The story can change as well. And so and like, I'm not judging at all in the length of time that it took you to write your book. I may or may not have purchased like a self-publishing deal years ago. And it just, you know, timing wasn't right. And it's almost the fuck yes. So it's just yes. listening to that. Like it's changed too. And so having fun in it. Now, for those that don't know what a ghostwriter is, I feel like we should go back to that. What is a ghostwriter? Because some people, I know I didn't know this until probably like seven years ago, that this was even an opportunity for people to jump in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I actually didn't know it existed until somebody asked me to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so most, well, I shouldn't say most, a great majority of the books that you read are written by somebody such as myself. And it's for a bunch of different reasons, right? It could be that the author simply doesn't have time to sit down and write a book. It could be that they're not really a good writer. They don't know how to create the flow of story and all of those things. There's so many different reasons. The thing is like every ghostwriter is going to operate a little bit different. For me, I do a lot of my interviewing of my client up front. So I'm asking them a bunch of questions. They're telling me stories, da, 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 da. I'm taking all of that and compiling it in a way that it's going to flow like a book because a lot of people think like, oh, I, I blog or I write social media posts or I, you know, write sales copy. All those things are great. They are so different than writing a book. They are not the same thing. Um, so I take all of that stuff and I create a story with it. I create a book with it. I make sure that it's engaging, that the reader wants to continue reading it. And because of the genre that I write in, which is transformational nonfiction, personal development, self-help memoir, um, it, it really is personal to the author. So while I'm doing the writing and I'm telling the story and I'm making it all come together, the stories are theirs. Um, every once in a while, there is a story that I'll take from my own experience with permission from the author, like, hey, I have this thing that would go really good here. Are you okay if I use it? My name's not in it or anything like that. And usually the answer is sure, whatever's going to make it better, right? So uh, that's that's the process of a ghostwriter. And it's really like, it's super important to have the clients that you love working with because it, it really is an intimate process. And a lot of people think like, oh, I'll just, you know, give them a bunch of old information. Like here's a bunch of PDFs, here's some, you know, old stories and stuff. And it's like, that's cool, but boring as fuck. like, nobody wants to read that because it's not a book, right? So just knowing the difference, I think is such a big thing. And that's one of the things with like my private clients is walking them through the process of, yes, you have all of these stories and they're all relevant and not everything gets to go in this book <laughs> because that also makes it super messy and chaotic and nobody wants to read messy and chaotic. Isn't that the truth? Okay. So like talking about going into 
finding the proper stories and all of that, what would a courageous storytelling kind of opportunity look like? Like for those of us that are curious enough to dive into this world, because this is such a unique opportunity for the listeners to kind of pick in on if they're ready and whether theirs is courageous or if it is more on the chaotic, not so exciting PDF. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, like the biggest thing always is understanding who you're talking to. And if you're writing in transformational nonfiction, the who is typically the you that, that, that existed before whatever happened, happened that has allowed you to become more of an expert in your field. So just think about three years ago, five years ago, whatever that looked like. So understanding who you're writing to, why you're writing it in the first place. So a lot of people are like, I just want to change lives. And that's a beautiful sentiment, but that's not going to keep you going. So it has to be something that is so strong. It's the why that makes you cry, right? So I, I can't not do this because if I don't do this, then I feel like I'm doing a disservice. That's how it should feel. So get really clear on your why and be patient with yourself as you navigate that piece and continue. Like if let's say your reason is like, oh, I want to make an impact. Why? Because if I make an impact, then why? Continue asking yourself why, why, why until all of a sudden you feel it viscerally in your body. And then from there you get to the how, like, okay, I know why I'm doing this. I know who it's for. How the hell am I going to make this happen? A lot of people will say like, oh, you don't need an outline. Just start writing. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. And here's why. Because an outline is really your roadmap. An outline is going to keep you less chaotic. It's going to allow you to take out the pieces that aren't necessary or are just fluff and filler, which we don't want. You're better off having a shorter book that creates an impact than a longer book that people put down and don't finish, right? So getting really clear on those three pieces is enormous and creating the outline actually isn't as hard as a lot of people think it is. And I I get it because oftentimes it's because there's so many ideas and you don't know what to do or where to start. Thing is just start. Start writing things down. Let it be messy as you write it. When we do with my clients, the, your, like your first draft is always your messy first draft, right? You're you're just writing things down and you're allowing yourself to move through the motions and the feelings that occur as you're putting that information down on paper. So once you do that and you can visually see like, okay, I have this story lined out. Does this even make sense to go here? You'll know and you'll start to get really good at saying, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. I definitely need this. And if you're questioning, like, does this belong here? Ask going back to the why does this content move the story forward in a way that connects to my why and then who I'm serving in the process. Love that. Love that. That whole seven layers deep is an exercise Dean Graziosi does. And is that where you got yours too? Because it is powerful. And that's oftentimes missed. I find when people are trying to figure out what is their movement and who is the audience for and where did their passion even come from? And if you're not aligned, burnout is a result. And so I love that you're helping people to really root into that in sharing their message, because it it does make a difference. I have to agree Mm -hmm. in everything that you just shared. So that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, jumping into all of those things, when people are going through these stories, when they're going through the journey of this, there must be an awful lot of like resilience that comes up as all the different blocks and like the limiting beliefs and fears and all those judgments come through. What advice would you give to the individuals that you're working with, for example, or those listening to kind of push through? Yeah. So I'm super grateful that I have 20 years experience in personal development specifically. And then I also grew up with like 
a very hardworking mom, but a, a Buddhist grandmother. So like this stuff has been ingrained in me my whole life. So it's second nature to me. And oftentimes I forget like, oh yeah, not everybody operates this way. So with my clients, we actually do a lot of personal development work through the process. We do navigate the limiting beliefs, the fears, all of those things. I, I call it the chapter three freak out because I, I'm, I'm guessing it's about 90, 95% of people, they reach chapter three with me and they go, what the fuck am I doing? Who am I to write this book? Nobody's even going to read this. What am I doing? I am wasting so much time and money right now. I cannot believe this. Let's just quit. I'm good. We're good. And that's where I step in. And I'm like, okay, first of all, you committed. Where else in your life is this showing up? You're trying to quit right now. And that's not happening. So we walk through the process of that. Because the thing is, is like, again, any time in life with anything, these fears come up as a way to keep you small and keep you where you're at. The, 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 we'll call it the little you, the little you doesn't want you to expand into more than you are because we don't know what that looks like. And the unknown is really scary, but what if we could, which we can allow ourselves the opportunity to say, you know what, this feels really scary. And because it feels scary, I'm going to step into it. And if I fall, it's cool. That's how I learn. And with that, I'm going to take those lessons and do it better next time. Great. Move forward. So often we allow ourselves to stay stuck because we want to remain comfortable, but in that discomfort, we're actually becoming more uncomfortable because we're not doing the thing that we want to do. So instead saying, I'm scared shitless right now. And you know what? That's okay. What can I do today to take one small step forward and tomorrow one small step forward? So this is what I do with my clients. It's like step-by-step, we go through the process. They have access to me on a walkie talkie app Monday through Friday. So when, when those fears come up, they'll say like, Hey, I'm writing this and I'm supposed to be telling the story about, you know, the time that this happened with my mom. And I'm freaking out because what if my mom absolutely hates me after she reads this book? Okay, let's go through it. So these are all very real things and they come up for a lot of people. And some people judge that, right? Like, oh my God, I can't believe that I'm still holding on to this. And it's like, right, because you're human, <laughs> you're having a human experience. So let's sit with that for a minute. So it's really just allowing yourself the, the compassion and grace to be human and have the experience without judgment. And I find that it's really helpful, you know, when those things do come up, if you're somebody who doesn't have a coach guiding you through and you're just going through this process by yourself to be able to take a step back. And for some people, that means going for a walk, doing yoga, meditating, sitting in silence, whatever it is, pull out a journal or a voice recorder app and start talking yourself through the process. It's almost like a reparenting, right? Like we're talking to our inner child is what's happening. We're talking to the parts of us that are still scared to do the thing because of whatever it is that has not been fully healed possibly within us. So it really just is a process in self-exploration. I always say writing your book is the biggest piece of transformational work you can possibly do. And oftentimes the people that write with me, they're like, oh yeah, that, that, it's cool. Awesome. And then they get into it and they're like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, like, oh my God, this is so hard, but it's worth it in the end. 
Honestly, I love that. I love that you have exercises for the solos to the other ones. Like I love Voxer too, with working with my students and whatnot, where you can go in and have that support. But for those that don't, you've even given a solution and you're right. Working on the inner child is where a lot of these limiting beliefs and fear blocks and judgments come up. And then if you're able to actually have a tool or a technique or an opportunity to really address it, it limits it from becoming a reoccurrence. Yeah. And so the biggest thing is, is I notice as you're coaching your clients and getting them to find their voice and getting them out there to get comfortable enough there's a confidence kind of coaching that you're teaching into that too so what does that look like because I know for some of my students that's the scapegoat that they'll go to it's mm. the old limiting beliefs and stories so it's us kind of empowering them to yeah. stand in their power in that place so what are some exercises or techniques you would recommend yeah so you know I feel like most people have probably heard something along these lines but this is tried and true is when people are in that place is coming back to the question, which feels very simple. And when you say it out loud, you're like, oh gosh, it's, is where you're at right now, where you want to be, <laughs> is this place right here enough for you to feel amazing in your life? Do you truly feel like you are fully expressed, fully yourself, fully living in your purpose. And for most of most people, the answer is, well, no, not totally right. So in order to do that, what would need to happen? I, I like to ask more questions than give at quote unquote advice or answers. It's more so allowing the client to come to the conclusion on their own and then talking through what they've come up with, with them. So, you know, nothing changes if nothing changes, right? Like it's just how it is. And so if we're not where we want to be, then we have to get really honest about the role that we're playing in our current environment and be able to be courageous enough to step forward and do something differently. That might mean quitting something and starting something new. It might be simply shifting some habits that we've created over time. I know I've definitely been in that place. You know, you you're used to working out every morning when you wake up and then something happens where that gets taken away for whatever reason for a few weeks. And you're like, Oh God, waking up at six o'clock to go work out sounds horrible, but there, there has to be something within you that, that says, I'm not willing to remain here anymore. And in order for me to be something different, show up differently, etc., I've got to be able to be willing to do the work to get to that place. So it really, like, it's all an inside job. It's, it's no, there's no secret sauce to it. <laughs> no, but that is the thing is, is what you're doing is you're helping to get them to coach themselves through it. The biggest part is oftentimes people want us to be the healer for them. But I always say like, as a healer, I think we all are intuitive and all healers. So I just want to discredit anybody that thinks that I'm taking away. Nope. It's you. You have to do the work. You have to be the one to take the power. You're the one that has to make the routines and the structures, the habits and the opportunities, but a lot of times that's really uncomfortable for some individuals to hear. So it's oh. amazing to take that in and just share that empowerment with them. So thank you. There's yeah. a lot of different opportunities that I've heard in your, in your training specifically, where you're giving people tools and techniques and opportunities to actually go through the different stages of their life. Like whether you look at it, like the mother made in croon to like actually going into like the personal development junkie phase, which by the way, I'm a forever student. You'll catch me in there always. And so mm -hmm. it's one of those things where once you own it, it becomes kind of a neat experience versus something where you kind of dread it, like the 6 a.m. gym wake up. If that's something that thrives you through the day, 
then it's amazing. And if it's yeah. something that's not for you, find a time. Like it's it's working in that in that realm. Yeah. And so for the listeners that are in this, what advice do you have for them if they're on the fence of starting their courageous storytelling? Mm. Well, I think the biggest thing, honestly, is to trust yourself and really allow yourself to tap into your body and ask yourself why this is so important to you. Because, you know, the, the truth is like, there's an, there's a piece of it that is ego driven, right? And the ego is not always bad, but there's a piece of it that we're like, I want to be, you know, some people, I want to be rich and famous. So I'm going to write this book and it's going to be a bestseller and it's amazing. And everybody's going to know who I am. I mean, there aren't that many Oprahs in the world. If I could be an Oprah, I would love to be an Oprah, but that's not happening. Right. So there's that. And then there's the other side of the ego, which is very much like, again, going back to the inner child, I just want to be seen. I want to be heard. I want people to know who I am because my mother never, never paid attention to me or whatever it is, right? Like you have to get super clear on why it is you're doing what you're doing in the first place. And I promise you once that happens, the rest of it becomes that much more clear. It's the moment that we're screwed up in our, in, in our head about like, the reason that we're doing the thing, I truly find that if that piece is missing, we will continue to waver back and forth between moving forward and quitting, moving forward and quitting. And then we get hard on ourselves. There's shame, there's guilt. There's all of these things that come another story that we create that I'm bad or I'm wrong, or I'm not enough, or I'm not worthy, blah, 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 blah. All the things because we decided to stop something because we weren't clear in the first place. So just eliminate the bullshit that doesn't need to happen. Not to say that that stuff doesn't come up, but it's not as strong when you're really convicted in the reason that you're doing it. I love that. And I have to agree. There's so many different times that if it's not that fuck yes, then it's, it's a no. And there's so many different ways that you can feel it in your body. Like mm -hmm. I, I know there's so many different Joe Dispenza techniques and opportunities out there. And I do one that's called deep cellular healing. There's so many just like it. So it's, it's, it's amazing, but you can feel in your physical form, if it's aligned where it's sitting. And sometimes our stories, if they're not actually being verbalized, would you find that these individuals speak quieter, have their throat chakra closed? They're very, very, you know, kind of condemned in their voice where they actually have some illnesses that can present. And so it's one of those things where as soon as you start to even see it in the physical, then you look at the mental, then you look at the emotional, then you look at the spiritual bodies and you can actually see how the stories, if they're not actually told, it takes a toll on you. And so yeah. I don't know if that makes sense for you. Yes. A hundred percent. I think a piece of that too, which I, I, I find a lot of people get this a little bit confused. Mm -hmm. So just to clarify, when it comes to courageous storytelling, that doesn't necessarily mean you're shouting your deepest scary stories from the rooftops. It doesn't mean you're sharing it on social media or writing a book. Sometimes courageous storytelling is as big as being honest with yourself about the experience and being able to share your experience inward. And then with that, you will begin showing up outwardly as a different version of yourself because of the healing that you're allowing to take place. So for those people listening right now, because I've heard this a million times, oh, I don't want to say that out loud. Nobody needs to know that that happened to me. 
you don't have to do any of that, right? Like it's what feels good for you and however you're choosing to use the story as long, and I always want to preface this, as long as it feels safe, it feels true and it feels powerful for you to do so, period. Love. And I have to agree, but oftentimes those like stories that we feel are so hidden and we need to kind of cover with a rug. Those are the ones that actually bring in the biggest opportunities. Like I think of like the call it Baron Reed book. Did you ever read hers? Mm -mm. She talks about what could have, and like, this is her example, but she says what could have been the worst day of her life became the best day of her life. And you're thinking it's going to be like a car accident. She was gang raped. And that's a powerful thing to say out loud, but she says that's when she had her first out of body experience that brought her into spiritual growth that actually showed her all these different ways that she was connecting into spirit. And then from there, she learned like similar to the Ho'opono and forgave them, bumped into them and held no physical reaction. And as I'm reading that, I'm like, that is very powerful. So when you take like her program, she talks about sitting in our shit diaper, <laughs> which is our victim story. So and I'm like, you know what? That's my book. There's some accuracy there. And I use that reference all the time. I'm like, we can sit in our shit diaper because that's a very traumatic story mm -hmm. and to not feel disempowered from it. And then when you think of like the Theo flurries, the hockey guys out there, same thing. Like the thing is, is those stories are so traumatic on either scale, masculine to feminine, mm -hmm. but they didn't let it take their power. So then it became something that I, I love that reference because it actually brought in an audience of people that were scared to speak out on that and actually hold that similar belief or you know, whether we're in our grief journey and then we feel, you know, <laughs> grief on feeling joy in our grief journey because it's a whole spiral. So then it's actually being authentic and very vulnerable in it. And I find that's where the more relatability and humanity connections tie in to raise that collective consciousness. So there's so much opportunity there. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful way to kind of push it for people to see the value in themselves in that. But yeah, if it's, if it feels right, if there's a calling, if that story is sitting with you, yeah, there's a reason. Yeah, completely. And thank you for sharing that. That's, that actually is like the whole reason that I started this work was because of my experience being raped. And I, that so true, what you said about like, that could have been the worst day of my life. And that, that night gave me my entire purpose. It lit something inside of me that just could not be silenced anymore. And I am grateful beyond grateful for that experience. And that sounds freaking crazy to a lot of people, right? But it is what it is. For me, it was a blessing. So yeah. I'm so grateful that you share your story because I find, you know, that's where empathy and connection, but also empowerment mm -hmm. all was built in that for you to actually do what you're doing today. Yeah. I know like there's so many stories out there and like to not take away anyone's, you know, version of it, it gives an opportunity to change the experience too. So like when I read Colette's, I was like, that's not my story, but that is a powerful way to look at it. And I've shared it and some aren't ready to see it the way that you have and the way that she has and just holding space for themselves and like holding space with them is also important, but mm -hmm. it's really unique to see how we can take our power back on any example, on any story. And so I, I love that. I love that so much because then that goes into the power of stories and like how you've built that kind of platform to support people in that. And so what are some of your favorite stories that you've run along? Cause like ghostwriting, I can only imagine, but like, I like, I like the tidbits, like give us the juice. Oh, man. <laughs> I know I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't know that there is a specific story 
What I can say is that this has happened across the board 100% of the time is to see the look on my clients' faces when it's complete. The manuscript's been edited, it's complete, and they're going to publish. And they think, I never thought either I would share this or that I would actually have the balls to make this happen. And that for me is everything. Because, you know, oftentimes a lot of my clients actually, and I'm interested to see if this will change, but a lot of my clients are sexual abuse survivors and they're sharing their stories for the first time. So it's a very big um, emotional and very personal process for them and holding them through was one, one of my clients calls it the proverbial birth canal, um, holding them through that as they literally walk themselves through these experiences that were traumatic, but they've given new meaning to is like, oh my God, it's the best feeling in the world to just sit with them in that and to see them grow and transform and become a different version of themselves at the end of this. And it's possible for everybody. I love that. Honestly, the thing is, is we are so often our own worst nightmare in every aspect and we get in our own way. And I know I'm guilty of it too. Like when it comes to even my book, so guilty, like everything that you're saying, like, Okay. (laughs) The thing is, is as we get honest with ourselves, it offers opportunity of healing. It's it's honestly offering an opportunity to get to that root of the why, the what's holding us up, whether, you know, for example, our versions, they say for, for everybody listening that you change every seven years, your DNA changes. So why wouldn't it be perceptible that you would even change like your energy, your vibration, your priorities, your, you know, hobbies, everything. So yeah. the book I started was like seven years ago and I look at it now and I'm just blown away. Like, I'm like, that's not even me. Like right. it's, it's, and it's interesting, but the thing is, is don't wait, like, don't, don't wait till you change again, write another, write another story, create another chapter, create another opportunity, but it's so unique. I actually read something that I think you'll love because you could take it and totally make it something for your own marketing. But it says for those that saw me earlier in like my twenties and young twenties, early thirties, you saw me in the first chapter of my life where it was a low budget film and indie vibes. And I was like, Oh damn, like I feel called out because then as you grow, right. Like you change your, it's, it's a whole different energy, whether you're Marie Kondoing to like, you know, going on the gypsy vibe to, you know, doing the mini fan lifestyle and going to target every day. I don't care what your story totally. is, but it's a different chapter each time. And so it's totally. one of those things where we can own it, honor it and laugh along the way I find yep. is so important. A hundred percent. And you know, it's funny that you say that because I have plenty of people that have come to me and they're like, oh, I started this book like five years ago. So I have all this stuff and I'm like, great, throw it away. They're like, (laughs) I spent so long on this. I'm like, that's not why we're here. We're going to start over. (laughs) And it's every time. And I'm like, there are any stories that are relevant. We can, we can put those in, but that shit ship a sale, not happening. So if if you are somebody and I'm speaking to you right here, <laughs> if you are somebody who is writing the same book from old stories, my encouragement to you would be to start anew because what I find is that the process not only is more enjoyable, but it speeds up and you're like, oh my God, why am I going so quick girl? Because you left the ship behind. Yeah. You know? 
I feel so called out, but in the best way. So like that's one of those things where be open, with love. <laughs> whoever's listening, just hear it with love because the biggest yeah. part in all of this for us is that we can grow every time yeah. we take an opportunity, any self-reflection, if it stings, let it sting and then let it move through you because there's an opportunity in it. You're not wrong. Like, honestly, I, <laughs> I'm just going to share my like book title. Cause I think it's so funny. Cause this is seven years ago. Um, but it's let your spiritual fart out. And I thought it was so funny that I'm like, that has to be it. And then the chapters were going to be like different names of guests. Like it was just, it was, but the thing is, is then it was actually going to teach people how to do mediumship and how to connect in as a psychic. Cause I fully believe it is, but it, I joke, but it's like holding in a fart. And then I'm like, I think I've grown past that joke though, but like, it's still <laughs> funny to me. So then I just laugh over that because it is a vibe. It is definitely a vibe. Totally. But, and can I give you something for that? Always. So if you decide to move forward and use a different title, all of that, it, it could be very beneficial for you to say in the introduction of this new book that you're going to restart yeah. that you say, you know, I started this book seven years ago and I was going to call it blah, 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 blah. And you tell the whole story of how you came to be, lead them into your own journey of where you're at now and how that's relevant. It will still be funny at that point. Perfect. Cause I was like, I just think it's hilarious, but it it's not the full version of professionalism that I was going for now yeah. as I've grown a little bit in the last seven years, but it still makes me laugh. Cause I, I don't know, obviously my maturity is showing at this point, but I have to agree. I love that advice. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah. I mean, now, I'm a 12 year old boy, sometimes it's fine. That's just it. Like my husband and I have been together since we're 14. So I'm like, did we emotionally stunt each other? Cause like we are disgusting. And Every once in a while I'm in public and I'm like, I don't think this is everybody else does. Like, I, don't <laughs> I don't think we're meant for public sometimes. <laughs> so there's that. There is I love that. that. That's <laughs> I love it's it. one of those things where you can look at life and laugh, but it's, it's definitely where we can own it. Now coming into all the different things that you've talked about. I love that you brought in your trauma journey because it's allowed us to actually really connect you on a soul level. And I love that you help people find that for themselves. The healing that comes from sharing your story is amazing because so often that's where we hold back the rest of our opportunities. Now, would you find that there's certain things like, you know, when um, there's the girl that keeps dating the same guy, keeps mm -hmm. going through the same pattern and she keeps going, how come I keep attracting the wrong person? Do you find in storytelling and stuff, there's like a certain block or a certain thing that kind of comes into that with book writing, for example? Yeah. So um, it, it's kind of one of the reasons that I said it's time to write this book because I'm ready to close this chapter and stop repeating it like a freaking broken record. Cause I'm over it. Right. Like it will always be there, but I don't need to talk about it all the time. So I think one of those things is attaching your identity to the stories and your experiences that have happened. Right. So yes, the things that have happened in your life have helped to create this version here and now, mm -hmm. and the things that will happen will continue to allow you to evolve if you choose to. With that, you're not your story. You're not the thing that happened to you. Or as my grandmother always said, she would, she would say, you know, find the four whenever something was wrong, because she, she's like, there's a reason for this. There's a purpose that this is happening. So I, I really think a huge hindrance in story writing, in, in, and I'm speaking specifically to transformational nonfiction, because that's what I know, is getting stuck in the story 
as if it was you and it's not right. So if you can detach from the labels and identity that you maybe subconsciously or unconsciously have created based on your entire experience and try to see it through the lens of an outsider looking in, I promise you, your experience is so much different and it allows you to see a different perspective because you are no longer stuck in this place of this happened, this happened, this happened and regurgitating over and over and over again. It's really interesting how I see people do this in, you know, our three months of work together. And by the end, they're like, I don't even feel connected to that story anymore. And that's amazing, right? Like, especially if it's a story that really isn't serving you, like the the girl who dates the same guy over and over. I mean, I've dated my share of men, boys, I'll say boys in the past, you know, in my twenties. And I look back and I go, oh, it was so obvious to me that I just wanted I wanted to feel safe after my experience. And so I was just choosing any, any warm body essentially that I could potentially feel safe with neglecting the fact that I deserved so much better than that, but I had to learn how to love myself as I was and mourn that past version. So I could step into the new version and really allow my wings to, to spread and fly. And that takes conscious work. So I think the book writing process is, it speeds it up if you let it. I think that's perfect. And like one of those things that we can all kind of look back and, and honor and own in our journey too. And so becoming the observer is like a big thing in any intuitive work and finding what you said, find the four. I always say, find the lesson, same thing. And the biggest thing is, is for those that don't understand, like, again, going for those that have the hard mindset on not looking for the lesson. These are the people, for example, we all have a grief story. Like mine is no better or worse than anybody else's. I lost my little sister. I talk about that story. It was a fentanyl drug overdose, but there's mental health. There's a lot of different things. The system's broken here. There's a lot of things we can look at when you become the observer but if you're not the observer you hold a very different emotional view Mm -hmm. so when we look at it then it's even holding space for like the drug dealers the doctor the the different friends air quote if you were Mm -hmm. listening and not watching (laughs) like Mm -hmm. as you go into this it changes the narration it changes it to where we can see it on a soul level where you look for like the inner child of each of these individuals that have played into your part of the story once you do that, it becomes desensitized. And I, I hope that that kind of makes sense for those to maybe needed the deeper experience on that. But would you agree that's what you would kind of advise in, in getting to the root story to kind of pull back? Yeah, for sure. It's it's one of those things of the moment that you allow yourself to become the observer, your entire viewpoint changes, whether you want it to or not. It just is. It happens. So let yourself have whatever experience you're having through the process of it. And writing, I mean, if anybody listening here is like wanting to write a book or has written a book or is in the process of, you know how cathartic it can be to go through that process of sharing your your deepest pains and and joys and all of those things. So get in the habit of, you know, being an outsider, allowing yourself to step away from the story and ask the questions like, okay, I wrote a story of my memoir and my memoir talks about all of my traumas and blah, 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 blah. But as I was writing it, I was writing it through the lens of if, if I were the person who needed support, 
would this story actually support me or would it make me feel worse? Would it make me feel disconnected? Would it make me feel all these things? By doing that, again, you allow yourself to become the observer, but you put yourself in the seat of the the person helping the person who is going to read the book, which is why you're writing it in the first place. Again, if you're writing in transformational nonfiction. Love. And that is definitely an example for powerful storytelling and actually getting to the root for the individuals listening. And so some of the things that you've covered really are, (laughs) you're allowing people to become their own healer through sharing their stories. And I love that so, so much because that's everything. That is everything in the collective consciousness growth mission that you've shared. Right. So like everybody is their own healer. We're simply guiding the process of healing. Yeah. That is true. But if you find the right one that removes their ego from it, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I've met some interesting ones out there these days. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really amazing when you can actually find the collective. Like, And mm-hmm. I do find when you were saying that you're attracting similar individuals that have gone through similar experiences, it is a vibe with our tribe thing where we pull in that energy and it is something that continuously will come. So even when I was in my grief journey, similar people with similar experiences, I find it is a mirroring opportunity for us. Completely. So if you're listening and you we're finding that there is a story that is repetitively coming into you. And there is an audience that is repetitively surrounding you. There is a reason. (laughs) And and the thing is like to get curious about it. There's, there's literally no reason to judge any of it. I know sometimes that's really hard to like be with, but the thing is, is like, everybody is having their own experience. And so if we can just get curious about why our experiences is, are what they are, instead of saying like, these aren't the right experiences or these are bad experiences. We allow ourselves to open to more love, more possibility, more connection, all the things we're actually craving in the first place. It's a very interesting experience and experiment too. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? I find there's so much value in just getting raw with that and just asking Mm -hmm. the questions, Mm -hmm. whether you do it through automatic writing, meditation, self-work. And like you said, even like a spiritual walk where you can listen to your own self, your intuition. Mm -hmm. Now I, before I get distracted, cause I find I squirrel sometimes, where can they find you? What all would you have for them to sign up for? Because I know there's going to be some people that are like ghostwriting. Why haven't I heard more about this? Yeah. I want to know <laughs> where her book is and where can we find it? So please share all the deets. Yeah. So my website is just sharitrask.com. Super easy. And on social media, sharitrask, that's it. Super easy. Um, my book surviving silence will be available Amazon and Barnes and Noble on October 15th, 2022, which is the 22nd anniversary of my assault. And so I am rewriting my story with that date. And it's something that feels really symbolic and I'm excited about it. And, you know, you can always reach out to me on social media. Um, I am very responsive and it's always me that's responding to you. I don't have anybody else doing that. So I love love that. Keeping it personal, but also the date you took your power back, even on that. I love that so much. Like there's so many different things that you're bringing in for an empowerment for every listener and everything that you've shared. I would love for you to just take the floor and just share what you would like to share with the audience before we move on to the next great opportunity. Yeah, I think, you know, honestly, when it comes to our stories, the biggest thing that I want everybody to really understand is our stories, no matter what they are, are blessings because they've allowed us to show up 
in this moment right now as we are. And while that may be very imperfect, we're all imperfect. There's not one story that's worse or better. There's no hierarchy of pain. Like that doesn't exist. It's a matter of our perception of the experience and what we choose to do with each and everything that comes our way. And so if you're somebody who, you know, maybe you've been through some shit and you're still struggling with it, cool, honor that place. And I I say this in my book too, like ask yourself how long you want to stay in the shit, because if you think about it as literal shit, if you are walking through a sea of shit everywhere, would you want to stay in there? And, you know, it would start smelling, it would get gross and crunchy and it'd be harder to crawl out of? Or would you rather say, you know what? I've been in this shit long enough. It's time that I get out. I don't know what that's going to look like, but the first thing I'm going to do is take a shower. I'm going to cleanse myself of all the shit and I'm going to figure it out and then ask for the support. That's one of the things I see so often. And I was one of those people um, that people don't do is to ask for the support, number one, but then even more important is to receive it. So if you are somebody who struggles with that, just know that people want to help the same way that you want to help people, people want to help you. And you may not have those people in your corner right now, but I promise you, if you open yourself up to more love and more connection with others, those people will inevitably show up. And then it's up to you to reach your hand out and say, yes, please help me. There is so much healing on so many levels available to every single person, no matter what you've been through. So just know that you are loved. You are enough. You are worthy of healing and it can happen for you. I promise, promise, promise you. And the road may feel really messy and uncomfortable, but that doesn't make the journey wrong or bad. It simply makes you human. And that is perfect. Honestly, I feel like I uh, could not add any more to that as that is perfect. <laughs> I'm not going to ruin that or overlap on that too much because uh, that, that is the authentic connection that we're all looking for. It's, it's speaking the truth and finding the opportunities to reconnect with one another, especially after I, I air quote interesting last couple of years that we've had. We want to be able to come back to the root of what makes us us and why we chose to incarnate in this lifetime and what we can do from that experience to grow. And so as you've shared all of these amazing opportunities, I personally want to let everybody know, check the show notes. You will see her link. We will announce the actual book launch. We will get this going because I cannot wait personally to get the book and to support you because there's so much value in everything that you've provided. And I have to say, like, I love that the Call It Baron Reed story resonated again. That was fluke. but the way that it comes in is it all aligns. There is no, there is no accident. It all comes in as it's meant to. And so before I let you go, I'll just let you say the last words to audience here. Thank you so much for joining us as my thank you and plea. And just, I am so grateful. Mm, Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Okay, guys, you take your time, go into the show notes, check out her book, Silent Survivor. You want to, you want to go in and support, go follow her in all the places. Otherwise I wish you all an amazing day.